There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The following is a recording of a virtual meeting with Speaker Newt Gingrich and members of his Inner Circle Membership Club. It was recorded on Monday, November 9th. To join the Inner Circle, please visit newtsinnercircle.com. Thank you all for taking the time to join. This is one of the most extraordinary periods. I've been at this a long time. And this is probably the most extraordinary couple of weeks of activity that goes back all the way to August of 1958. Calista and I were at the White House for the election night. And up until about 10 or 11 o'clock, everything was terrific, maybe midnight. And Trump was ahead in all the key states and ahead in some of them by big margins. I think he was up 900,000 in Pennsylvania. And then all of a sudden, everything stopped and the various networks wouldn't call these states And you began to watch this slow grinding process, which we're still in the middle of. So here's where I think we are. And this is what I think you really have to focus on. We have a constitutional process. My newsletter at Gingrich 360 on Wednesday will be talking about what the founding fathers set up, why they set it up, because they wanted a very deliberative process because they realized you were turning a tremendous amount of power over to whoever became the president. So they didn't want a democracy where a mob could rule, but they wanted a system of a democratic republic where you would vote. There would then be time to validate the vote and, if necessary, to challenge it and to have a recount. Then you would have a chance for court appeals 
So if you thought you clearly had a case, I was just reminded by Governor Walker that there was a 2011 election for the state Supreme Court, where when they went back and canvassed, they found 14,000 votes missing in one town that just weren't there, that they then had to add back in because they'd been missed. So you go through that process. Then under our system, you have the electors, but the electors are actually creatures of the state legislature. And then the state legislature decides to send them to Washington. And in Washington, if somebody gets 270 electors, they're the president. But if nobody gets 270, then the House will pick the president based on one vote per state, which is very disadvantageous to the Democrats. Because it means that, for example, California and Wyoming have the same vote. And there are more Republican states than Democratic states in the House. So it's a very interesting process. And the Bush versus Gore example, Florida, sent an official set of delegates or of electors who were Republican based on the Supreme Court having ruled that there would be no more recounts and therefore the last recount in Palm Beach counted. And that gave the state to George W. Bush by a very narrow margin. And that was the key to the whole campaign. Gore's people, the Democrats also sent a slate of electors. And they were working their way through a process when Gore realized that even if they ended up in the House, he would lose because Republicans have more states than the Democrats in the House. And so he caved at the last minute and decided to quit fighting it because he couldn't find an avenue to get to victory. In 1876, there were two slates from South Carolina. The Republicans had been totally intimidated in places like Louisiana with violence aimed both at African-Americans and at Republicans, who were often hated in the South as much or more than slaves were. And so it got to be a very, very tense national moment. And ultimately, a commission worked out a compromise by which the federal government would pull back from military policing of the South. And at the same time, the Democrats would concede the electors to elect the Republican nominee Hayes. That was a multi-month process, and frankly, a pretty strange one. But as an example of what can happen under our constitutional system. So where are we now? I believe, first of all, that you have to see the larger picture beyond the election. You have to see the total hostility of the internet systems. I was with the president last night, and he had had four tweets yesterday that were censored, including one about me. Rush Limbaugh earlier this week had four out of six tweets that were censored. Facebook has actually hired a group of Chinese scientists to try to understand how the Chinese use their censorship program. You have the internet people who are very anti-Trump. In fact, in the case of Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, he spent $400 million specifically increasing turnout in democratic areas. Not fairly for everybody, but only aimed at Democrats. Then you have the networks, which were 93% negative about Trump. Clearly, newsrooms hate Trump. I mean, some of the comments, even from people who I've respected in the past, from their mind, if Trump has lost, they suddenly feel liberated to share with us how much they really despise him. And it's, I think, quite remarkable how bitter and how intense they are. Now you have a 93% anti-Trump news media. And guess who decides to coronate Joe Biden? the news media. Big surprise. Now, there's no provision 
in the Constitution for the news media to decide who the president is. Not a single state has yet been certified. Several states are still voting. A number of states, at least six states, are going to have lawsuits filed. This thing is far from over, but not in the news media. Well, the Biden people aren't stupid, so they're going to do everything they can to behave as though they are the president so that they create a feeling in public that it's very uphill, it's very unfair. Why is Trump making all this noise? But there's a reason. And it's not Trump. If we allow theft on a grand scale and we allow intimidation by the news media and by the Internet giants, we are really going to come very close to losing America as we've known it. When you see as 538, which is a New York Times spinoff, hardly pro-Trump, when they report that there are 123 ballots for Biden to zero for Trump in one batch. Those are numbers that are reflective of Venezuela or Cuba or Zimbabwe or Russia or China, but they're not reflective of a free society. You know, when somebody puts cardboard up on the windows, refuses to let you come in, it's reasonable to assume something bad's going on. What you have is a methodical program in just a handful of states, the ones they knew would matter. You get to the places that they had to have, and miracle of miracles, ballots just kept showing up. And it's amazing. One of the things we're studying at Gingrich 360 is of all of the surprise ballots, how many of them actually were for Trump? Because everyone I've seen so far has been a big surprise in favor of Biden. And that tells me that the fix was in. We are in, I would say, the early stages. A lawsuit was filed today in Pennsylvania, attacking the entire election process. And it's quite clear, by the way, the Pennsylvania Constitution says that the state legislature will decide election law. The state legislature said no ballots can come in after 8 o'clock on Tuesday. Then the Supreme Court, which was elected with left-wing Democratic money in Pennsylvania, came in and said, no, no, because of COVID, we're going to extend it. Then they got into a fight where Justice Alito, the U.S. Supreme Court, stepped in and has been very angry at the way in which it's been handled. So one of the things that President Trump are asking for is that no ballots that came in after 8 p.m. on election day can be counted, which is clearly what the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania indicates because it puts the power in the hand of the legislature, not the hand of the courts. In Wisconsin, you had at least 200,000 people who did not have the right ballots. They weren't organized correctly. You had another large block of people where the clerks were actually filling in material for the voter, which is against Wisconsin state law. You had a court order to stop certain things from happening in Milwaukee and Madison, which the Wisconsin Election Board just ignored. They basically are just breaking the law. They didn't care. In Nevada, the governor and the Democratic legislature adopted the most pro-theft, pro-stealing the election rules anywhere in America. And there are still 600,000 ballots in Nevada that need to be looked at by hand. 600,000. So when people tell you this is all over, they just don't know what they're talking about. Atlanta had much of the same problem of election corruption that you've seen in Philadelphia with people kicked out, blocking off the windows, doing things to make sure that the Republicans didn't know what was going on. So 
I think that we are a long way from this being over. I think it is, frankly, not that important in terms of Donald Trump. It's that important in terms of America. I mean, if we become a country where the big tech companies can censor each of us, a country where the news media can dictate to us who we're allowed to be for, a country where college professors tell us what we're allowed to think, a country where people can steal elections routinely and get away with it, we won't be America anymore. We'll be sort of like a third world country. And that's why I think this is a fight that is absolutely necessary. But the nice thing about this fight is all you have to say to your friends and neighbors is, I believe we should follow the Constitution. That's all you have to say. I simply want to go through the process to make sure that every legal vote is counted and that no illegal votes are counted. I want to go through the process to make sure that the legislatures have a chance to review. I want to make sure that there's enough time that the courts can review. And I want it to go to the Congress in an appropriate manner. So that the person you're talking with has to say, no, I really want to skip the Constitution and just turn this into a referendum because my side won it and I want it now. I think that's a very hard position for them to defend. And I think you're going to see this continue. I also noticed that the networks refused to cover the press conference this evening as part of this process of trying to suppress the president and suppress Republicans. And I'm going to recommend that they set up an online channel that you can go to. And when they do press conferences, et cetera, that they email everybody in their various email lists, and they will rapidly build a bigger network than any of the networks. Because I think people will leave all of the cable news if they discover that, in fact, the president and the Republicans cannot get their message out except on their own channel. So this is going to be a time of great creativity. It's going to take great courage and great persistence. But I think that it can make just a huge difference in the future of America. And I think it's a fight that we have to have. It's a fight that we have to win. And it's a fight that if we simply follow the Constitution, everything will work out in a way that we'll be very proud of someday. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. 
Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Debbie, if you don't mind, let's go to questions. I want to thank everyone. We just had a record number of questions. I'm going to try to get to as many as we can. To follow up on what you were just saying, Michael from California asks, if Republicans are unable to have the courts force a correction to fraud, what is to stop it from happening in every subsequent election? Nothing. That's the whole point. If we don't stop all this now, the 2022 elections are going to be worse. I think we're really talking about a key moment in American history where we insist on honesty following the rule of law, and we don't tolerate corrupt political machines in places like Philadelphia stealing the presidency. I think it's that straightforward. Jill from Hidden Hills asks, if the courts agree that there was fraud and ballots counted shouldn't have been, how do you unscramble that egg? Isn't it too late? Well, they have a number of options. I mean, they can simply say, this election was so inappropriate. And there have been cases, for example, where the court found somebody, I think it was in Philadelphia a couple of years ago, where they found a state Senate candidate had cheated so badly, they literally took that candidate out of office. And so it went from Democrat to Republican because the court just said, you are so corrupt, this is so dishonest, you shouldn't be serving in public life. I would say that they can go anywhere from saying we ought to have a revote in Pennsylvania to saying that this particular set of votes shouldn't count, to saying to the state legislature, this is so sick that you need to hold hearings and you need to sort it out and you need to take back the constitutional responsibility that belongs to the legislature. But we shouldn't allow people to believe that you can get away with cheating because nothing can be done. There are remedies, there are steps that can be taken. And I think it's very important for the health of the country for us to make it pretty expensive for people to go out to do this kind of thing. Barb from New York asks, do you think we just witnessed a sophisticated non-military coup? Yes. I think what you saw was a deliberate effort by the news media, by the internet companies, by the Democratic Party to violate the system. I mean, what do you call a system where 93% of the news is negative? What do you call a system where giants in Silicon Valley literally cut off your access and and, uh, communicating what you believe. This frankly reminds me a lot more of Eastern Europe than it reminds me of the United States. And what do you call a system where the Democrats managed to raise billions and billions of dollars? And the truth is, we don't know where all the money came from. There's an amazing percent of Act Blue's money that comes from people who are unemployed or have no known employment. It's fascinating. Someday, somebody's going to sit down and go through all that and begin to figure out. And when that happened to us in 1996 in Bill Clinton's re-election, it turned out that there was a surprising amount of Chinese money and a fair amount of Indonesian money 
that was coming in to reelect Bill Clinton. Al Gore, you may remember, at one point went to a Buddhist monastery and did a fundraiser among monks who have vows of poverty. I mean, it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. I do think that this has been a deliberate effort to subvert the will of the American people and to impose on them an outcome that they would not have voluntarily agreed to. Molly asks, how will the election end up in the Supreme Court? Does the Trump team have to exhaust all the lower courts first? First of all, because unlike Florida, you know, Florida was basically one county. The whole process came in like this and was focused right here. This is at least six states. So you can imagine a variety of different ways. The Attorney General of Ohio just filed suit at the Supreme Court, which states can do. States can go right to the Supreme Court. And he just filed suit to implement Alito's position that you cannot count the votes after they came in after seven o'clock on the grounds that it therefore cheated Ohio and tainted the process. That today was a major breakthrough, which I am confident none of the left-wing news media picked up on or understood how important it was to have an attorney general from Ohio deliberately picking a fight with the attorney general of Pennsylvania and going straight to the Supreme Court. Lorraine from Agora Hills asks, what's your view of the two Georgia U.S. Senate races? How are we preparing for fraud in those elections? And how do we fight the amount of money that's being poured in? Well, we have to raise a countervailing amount of money. The fact is that when red, which is our response to Act Blue, has to grow bigger, it will grow bigger. It's about six or eight years behind in development, but it's been raising a lot more money. So one thing to say to all your friends is, go to WinRed and donate money to these two candidates. Second, I think that Schumer made a huge mistake in saying publicly that first we're going to remake Georgia, and then we're going to remake America. And that's going to put Schumer and the radical agenda of the left-wing Democrats right in the middle of the Senate race. And I think if we drive it home hard enough, that we'll win the race, because I don't think there are very many Georgians who want to live in Chuck Schumer's vision of a radically changed America. We have many Inner Circle members, including Kay from South Carolina and Kathy from Missouri, that are looking for action. They want to know if there's any organized effort for citizens to come together as a collective to express their outrage and demonstrate in support of the investigations. I don't think there's an organized effort yet, but I encourage people spontaneously to self-organize. I mean, you go back and look at the, I think it was a 96-mile auto and truck parade in Phoenix. I would encourage any citizen who's really irritated by this, if you are in or near Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and in five of those six, you have Republican state legislative majorities. I would encourage you to start organizing your friends to go visit the legislature, to ask the legislature, why aren't they stepping in? They have the constitutional responsibility, and they're tolerating the presidency being stolen by corrupt organizations in their state. And they ought to be holding hearings. They ought to be getting to the bottom of this. In some cases, they ought to be demanding the firing of officials. The left is taking this seriously enough to spend billions of dollars and to break the law and to try to steal the presidency of the United States. Well, we have to take it at least seriously enough to match their intensity and to match the aggressiveness with which they've tried to steal our country. 
go visit one of those six legislatures. Mr. Jackson asked, why did various states stop counting votes altogether? He had never seen anything like that before. Because they wanted to make sure they could bring in all the ballots they needed. Now we just have to prove that. Denise from Colorado asks, is there a way to make all 50 states clean their voter rolls? Well, it's interesting. This is an example. When I say certain things are lawless, I mean literally they're outside the law. For example, Los Angeles has for the last several years been under a consent decree with the court to clean up their voter rolls. But Carlos Sands, who's our ambassador to Denmark, said that her husband, who died five years ago, got an absentee ballot this fall. They're not doing their job. In Wisconsin, they were instructed by the court that they had to clean up their voter rolls. I think they had something like 120,000 people who shouldn't be on the rolls. The election board just ignored them, said, no, we're not going to do it. In Philadelphia, the courts issued an order that said you had to open up to poll watchers. The Philadelphia machine said no. In fact, they filed a countersuit to be allowed to stay closed. They said, since we filed the suit, we don't have to obey the first suit until the second suit's heard. So we're just not going to do it. So you have to understand how deliberately and willfully lawless many of these things are. And then you've got to go out and you've got to start changing the legislatures. We control a substantial majority of the legislatures. We should establish a nationwide, honest election set of principles and start applying them and get our legislatures in the states, which includes Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. We have absolute majorities. So to the degree that we are tolerating really bad law and loopholes for crooks, that can be fixed in those states because we actually control the legislature. Anne from Texas asks, can you explain what the Constitution mandates if we don't have a certified election by December 20th? At that point, it would go to the Congress. And the next stage would be for the Senate to pick the vice president and the House to pick the president. Well, a process, by the way, which occurred in 1800. And Jefferson got to be president and Burr got to be vice president. Adam from North Carolina asks, Speaker Gingrich, do you think the founders envisioned the current two-party system when designing the framework of our government? It seems like there's always just two parties in our government, and that system is intolerant than more than two political options. Certainly Washington and his generation would have hoped that there would have been a sort of non-political party gathering of wise people. But beginning with Jefferson and Hamilton, the very beginning of this new country, they both organized parties, the Federalists with Hamilton and Washington and the Democratic Republicans who became the Democrats with Jefferson and Madison and Monroe. And those two parties were in open contest by 1796 or 1798. This has been a very long tradition. And because of the way we elect people, it's very hard to have a third party unless, as happened with the Whigs, one of the two major parties disintegrates. That the only reason the Republicans emerged is that the Whigs died. Otherwise, the Republicans could never have emerged. And people like Lincoln, who'd been a Whig, converted to the Republican Party as they were watching the Whigs die. On the one hand, it's a very stable system. It gets a lot more done than you would get in places that have multi-party systems. But it is very tough and very binary. You win or you lose. So in that sense, it's somewhat more polarizing. A lot of people ask this question. If 
Biden does become the president, will there continue to be an investigation into Biden or his family? No. That's the end of it. Yeah, I can't imagine. Look, these are smart people and they're ruthless people and they would just close it down. Take a couple more and then we'll go to live questions. Scarlett from North Carolina asks, is there any way to get Trump out to do some rallies? He needs to be out there because the news is trying to erase him. Is he going to go hit the road again? I think if enough people either write him or go on talk radio or organize petitions, I think he's very much inclined to go back to rallies with a purpose. That's why I mentioned putting pressure on the state legislatures. I mean, all of these legislatures should be right in the middle of this. It's their laws which are being flouted. They have an obligation to their state to correct criminal behavior and people who are refusing to obey the law. And so I think the president were to go and do a capital rally in each of the major capitals of the states we're describing, he'd probably have a big impact on them. Let me also say, it's very important that it not be a rally for Donald Trump. It has to be a rally for an honest, fair, accurate election. I happen to think that'll benefit Trump, but it's very important that this is really a fight about the integrity of the American electoral system, much more than it's a fight about reelecting Donald Trump. Elaine from Michigan, you touched on this a little bit, but if you can talk a little more, what can be done, one, to make our voting system more secure from technological hacks? And is there a way to nationalize federal elections so that there's one standard when we vote for national office? Let me draw a distinction. I think it would be very helpful to have a minimum standard of honesty, accuracy, of being able to identify who the voter is, for example but I'd want it implemented by the 50 states. As you're watching right now, if you centralize all this, you actually make it easier to steal. I also would say that we have to look very thoughtfully at this whole use of computers and the degree to which they can be hacked, the degree to which they can be programmed. I'm very dubious about that we're currently using them. And I frankly don't understand why some countries, Brazil, for example, are able to hold elections a great deal more transparency and honesty than we do. It's a very puzzling problem. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Woody, let's go over to you if you want to take some questions live from people. That would be wonderful. Perfect. Um, let's go to Larry. Newt. What is the process? Suppose I mean, the Supreme Court is hearing the the voter fraud case right now. They're hearing some aspect of it. Suppose they rule that there is voter fraud and they give some orders. What enables the Supreme Court to enforce that certain things are overdone? Does the Justice Department jump in or what? Because only the federal government intervenes and enforces it. Go back and look, for example, during the great segregation crisis. Ultimately, Eisenhower sent in the 82nd Airborne to Little Rock. We are a nation that has the rule of law. You only have the rule of law if you have the capacity to enforce the law. And that's part of what's at stake here. That you have a group of lawless people deliberately, willfully breaking the law and believing they can get away with it. And that's why this is such an important moment in American history. Our next question is from Thomas. Hello, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Biden himself, as you'll recall, did a incredible Freudian slip saying we have organized the biggest voter fraud organization in history. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. What evidence is there that he did what he told us he's doing and how can we use that evidence? I think if you simply use common sense and you look at how many states simultaneously stopped counting, how many states simultaneously began counting with new batches of votes, how many of the patterns are similar across the states, I don't think these things happened by accident. I think they had targeted the states that they wanted to take. It's really interesting. If you look at, in, in Biden's case, if you look at the vote in Cleveland, Chicago, New York, St. Louis, Biden is not doing all that well. Now, you get to the handful of places where it matters, Philadelphia, Detroit, Milwaukee, Atlanta, suddenly, wow, what was going on out there? And why was he so magically better at the handful of places they had to carry? I would argue that at a minimum, that requires serious exploration and a real effort to try to figure out what was going on and why he was so magically more popular in precisely the places they needed. Okay, we have time for one more question. 
The question is, how were some of the news agencies able to call the race before elections were certified? And has this happened in the past? Well, they just decided to go do it. I mean, it has happened in the past during the Gore-Bush race. They initially called Florida for Gore and had to pull it back and ultimately called it for Bush. So we've seen some of that happen before. I don't know if we've ever seen quite as methodical an effort as we've seen this time. Those of us who were watching that night, you suddenly had a sense that the fix was in and that something not very good was going to happen. Let me say, first of all, I really appreciate all of you and the intelligence of your questions. I find that having people in the inner circle is very helpful. We get a lot of information back from all over the country. I would encourage you, if you find this useful, to let your friends know about the inner circle and that we would be delighted to have them join. And I'd look forward very much to all of you coming back and joining us when we do the next Inner Circle Live. Thank you to my guests, the founding members of my Inner Circle Club. You can become a member of the Inner Circle by going to newtsinnercircle.com or by visiting our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich360 and iHeartMedia. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newtsworld. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.